Welcome to Tucson New Thought. <laughs> it's so funny whenever I sing that song. And I've sung it a couple times. I've sung it only, well, actually, you know, it's... Uh, I sang that song for the first time publicly a year and a half ago. But it's a song that I've always had as kind of my, like, it's, you know, I was an actor for a couple decades. It was in my book, your audition book, right? So you could always walk into it, here, let's do this song. And uh, uh, it is the ultimate number in a show uh, that was written in the 70s called Company. And ostensibly, Company is a show about marriage. It is a show about the relationship of marriage. And all, it's, it's, ton in, it's, it's told in vignettes. There's no, well, they've kind of layered in an overarching uh, uh, connective tissue with this one character, the character that sings the song. His name is Bobby. And the, the connective tissue is him and his relationships with all of these married couples in his life. And it talks about his relationships with women, and it talks about, it goes through just all the aspects of marriage that you could possibly imagine. It goes through all the aspects of relationship that you could possibly imagine. And what I am always struck with is this idea that beyond the idea that it is simply about marriage, it is ultimately a show about searching. It's a show about finding something, finding ultimately what I think is love, settling into the notion ultimately, and I think that this is where he fully arrives in my interpretation of the show, because not everybody has the same interpretation of the show, but my interpretation of the show is really rooted in this idea. The lyric where he says, alone is alone, not alive. Alone is alone, not alive. He is searching for connection, but what he comes to is that he finds the love within himself, which then opens him up to something more, to have the experience of love more profoundly in his circumstances, in his life. We all crave connection, don't we? We all crave connection. And, 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 and sometimes, sometimes that connection is realized. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we crave connection from a particular individual and we can get shut out. But ultimately what it comes down to is the connection that I think we're all searching, is, searching for is that connection with the infinite self. And as we align ourselves with the infinite more, and more and more, which is the work we are here to do in spiritual practice, as I said before. Our focus in this particular construct, the organization of this thing called Tucson New Thought, that my entire approach to it is love. Self-love. And that when we find within our own hearts that love, everything else aligns according to that idea within. Now, I spent a lot of my life before I did, 
discovered this spiritual philosophy. I, was, I, I, I would allow my mind to be utilized in a willy-nilly fashion. And, and I would allow myself to be affected by the things outside myself. I didn't really understand and know that I was in control of everything that I experienced. And that's the power of having come into this philosophy, is recognizing and knowing that it all starts in my own mind, in my own heart. And as I choose to be in the world, that is how my life shows up. And I am no longer subject to the things outside the self that I once thought had dominion over me. I have dominion over my entire experience of life. And so do you. We all have dominion over our experience of life. But, you know, sometimes we encounter and experience things that are not so much fun. I mean, or is that just me? (laughs) (laughs) The The thing that I know is I can do that, and William would give a brilliant talk. So sometimes the connection is realized, sometimes it's not. But that's, ultimately, that's only in the physical world. Our work is to recognize that the connection has always infinitely existed as us, because we would not be here on this plane of existence were we not a perfect, connected, individualized expression of the infinite wholeness. I am less so now. <laughs> But for a large portion of my life, I was a notorious introvert, which then surprises people. (laughs) Because people, here's the thing, you see who I choose to be here. What you don't see are the other however many hours there are in the week. You see, you know, one hour, what's up? (laughs) And I am very gregarious, and it's not inauthentic. This is a truth of who I am, And it is also a truth of who I am that I lead a very introspective, introverted life. And there's nothing wrong with either side of that equation. But what that has done for me is it's made me really connect with this character of Bobby because I have a tendency sometimes to shy away, which I think he does as well. And his discovery is it's not necessary. It's not necessary. So there's a, there's a beautiful, and I know that there are some people in the room who have gone to this place. There is a beautiful facility on the Monterey Peninsula in California called uh, Asilomar. And for many, 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 well, for decades, that was the summer gathering spot for people within the philosophy of religious science, science of mind. And uh, it, it, they, 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 they move different places now. Uh, sometimes they go back to a Silomar. But when I was first coming of age as the spiritual master that you see before you, <laughs> claim it and it is so. <laughs> as I was moving through and studying and deepening and learning, I would go to this conference every summer and I was part of a group that was part of my previous spiritual center where I was trained, and we were the ones who didn't hug. 
And here's what would happen. So they would have you know, events throughout the week, and they would, have these, they would have these people stationed out in front of all the doors there to greet you. And of course, it was, oh, let me give you a hug as, you wel- as, you're, as they're welcoming you into the room and into the hall to hear magnificent speakers and, and enjoy magnificent music. And we were always the ones who would come up and go, not a hugger. And then we realized, so that was the main entrance, but there was this other entrance that was down by the side. We thought, oh, you know what? If we go down there, we can just sneak in and we don't have to hug anybody because we just didn't feel comfortable with it. We didn't feel comfortable with that physical connection for whatever reason. And it, was a co- and, it, and it was a collective consciousness within the group that I was with. So we didn't hug. And we go down here <laughs> and go through the door. And wouldn't you know it, there were huggers down there too. They knew, they knew, oh, people are going to try and sneak in down there, so okay. So we were not huggers until we were. And now I am a magnificent, prolific hugger. I love hugging. I love knowing that I can have that physical connection, and it's, it, and it's simply, to, oh, doesn't it feel good? I do let, we do tell our greeters though, here I say, make sure you get permission to hug. (laughs) The truth is we're never alone, ever. When he says alone is alone, not alive, the truth is we are never alone because we are always in the presence of the presence. We are always with the infinite self that is the I am that I am. We are always, always rooted and experiencing relationship with something that we can perceive as greater than we are, and yet it is exactly who and what we are. Ernest Holmes wrote, since everything is included in God, for God is the only presence and power that there is, A person who wants to be the most themselves will have to be the one who has discovered more of themselves in that which is greater than they are. You follow that? Okay, I see some no's. I'm going to read it again, and I'm going to break it down. Since everything is included in God, everything is God. Everything that exists, love, whatever synonym you choose to utilize for God, Love, infinite power, source, universal mind, God, it's all one thing. There is nothing other than that. There is only this infinite, infinite energy of creation. So, since everything is included in God, for God is the only presence and power that there is, now he's speaking to each and every one of us. The person who wants... who wa- the person who wants to be the most themselves, that is to say, the person who wants to express most fully as themselves in in their experience of life, the person who wants that will have to be the one who has discovered more of themselves in that which they perceive is greater than they are. You follow? I can break it down to you very quickly, and it actually is perfect because it came up in the first celebration, and I'm about to point to the wall, and some of you are going to go, why is he pointing to the wall? But I'm going to point to the wall and say, remember who you are. It's because in our previous space, we had that written on the wall. (laughs) Remember who you are. You are the power and presence of an infinite divine source that is unstoppable, and it is consistently showing up as you at all times without fail. That feels good to me. It feels so good to me. 
we had a discussion in the class on Wednesday night around this concept, because he says, you know, when we discover more of ourselves in that which is a perception of that which is out there, greater than we are. There's something out there, he seems to suggest here, and it came up in class, and boy, wouldn't you know it, it always comes up in class, doesn't it? That's what class is for. That's what class is for. It's where you get to ask ask me the hard questions. (laughs) So the class discussion was rooted in this idea of of God out there, and I said, and and I actually said, you know what? While we teach a form of prayer which we call spiritual mind treatment, which essentially is us speaking our truth as God, sometimes it feels really good and maybe allowing us to get into that place of feeling that is the, that is the fuel in the creative engine, feeling is the fuel in the creative engine, to speak to God as out there in the same way that I can speak to William or to Christy or to Jamie. I can speak to the infinite wholeness with the deepest recognition that I am the infinite wholeness at the same time. So sometimes in my prayer treatment work, I will get to the step where I am declaring my good and I am, I am allowing myself to say what it is I would like to experience in life, and I will make a declarative statement by saying, get to work, God. But ultimately, it elicits a feeling in me which allows me to turn my faith over to the recognition and realization that when I say get to work God, I'm saying get to work. Because I have now embodied a new principle, a new idea for what it is I would like to experience in life to such a deep degree, <coughs> excuse me, that to such a deep degree that now I am impelled into motion for what it is I would like to experience. It's what we refer to in this philosophy as treat and move your feet. Treat and move your feet. But I am never one to say, treat and then just move your feet disconnected from the treatment. For me, it is the impulse of treatment that leads me into moving my feet. And if I am not in that place of being impelled by the spiritual work, then I must continue to do the spiritual work until I am impelled into action. And I don't say compelled because that feels like something outside of me, like I'm going to be pushed into it. No, I, it's the, it is the inner impulse that leads me into what it is I would like to experience. So it's a delicate balance. <laughs> the title of today's talk. To reconcile this notion that we teach, which is self-sufficiency, with the need for the perception of community or outside support. Why do we come here on a Sunday? I mean, I I, I imagine this because on some level it's entertaining. I hope it's entertaining. But we come here for community, first and foremost. We come here because we are in a a consciousness with like-minded people to experience a common unity, which is what community means, common unity. And ultimately, what, I, what my work is, is to be illuminated, to be an expression of the very principle that we teach from, in a public forum so that I can spread the good and teach you what it is that I do and know and embody. And also, when I make mistakes, 
be transparent about it and say, you know what, I have made a mistake. And I know how to proceed when I make those mistakes, because truly there is no such thing as a mistake. There is only the perfect consequence to the action I've set in mind. And when I set something in mind and it feels like a misstep, I get to say, oh, I recognize this now as a misstep, and I get to choose something new. We are in a place of infinite choice. Ultimately, when I say, get to work, God, I am clear that the infinite creative energy is the core of me. So, I talk, so as I talk to God, it is a metaphor of that impulse of momentum. We are blessed with minds that think. And we have access to the infinite creative knowledge. We get to set the path. We get to set the course of our own spiritual evolution. We get to decide on our path. But how many of us lose balance and find ourselves allowing the things outside the self to set that course for us? There are times when I'm in class and I, you know, actually a couple of years ago I taught a prosperity class online and and, and, and there's, a, there's a certain consciousness that frequently comes up in prosperity classes. There are people who say, I live on a fixed income. And I say, who fixed it? <laughs> we laugh. We laugh, but here's the truth. If we know who we are, if we recognize and know that we are the infinite power and potential of the universe, then why would we ever choose to limit ourselves to a fixed income? It is also rec recognizing that our income source is not from one place. It is not from there. It is not from our jobs. Our income is a reflection of that which is ultimately in our minds, expressing as our minds, and we can experience the magnificent prosperity that we all dream about by deciding, first and foremost, that that is the life we are going to lead. But that's just one idea of and I, that is one thing that we can take on as an idea from outside the self by people who all around us say, well, I live on a fixed income, and oh, well, I'm going to accept that I live on a fixed income too, and so that becomes our experience. This is true not just with money. It is true with love. We think that we lack love, but if we understand and know that we are love, then how could we ever conceive of anything other than being infinite love and having infinite love and deciding that we're going to go ahead and hug people? We are blessed with minds that think, but you know what? It is our work to step into thinking actively. Oh, healing ourselves. You know, I talked, you know, well, actually, I was going to say, when I, said, when I talked about the healing candle, I didn't talk about that. That was William today. When I talked and talk about the healing candle, when we talk about the healing candle, we frame it with this understanding that healing is the revelation of the divine creative energy at the core of all circumstances. Everything that exists is this infinite divine power, God. When we are looking to heal ourselves, and this is a philosophy that is born out of essentially faith healing, that I could fix a broken bone through the power of my mind. That is where this philosophy is rooted physical healing, but we have, we have expanded our understanding of healing to include, be inclusive of everything. I talked last week about that table, relationships, creative expression, 
physical health and prosperity, and that our work is to ensure that none of those table legs is shorter than the other so that we are always in balance. Any place where those things are out of balance, that is the healing work to be done. And we are each and every one of us capable of doing it. So we have this balancing act of healing ourselves. It's rooted in the conundrum that we all face in New Thought, which is this, God as being out there versus God as being in here. Like Bobby in the show, the way that I interpret the show, Part of being alive is rooted in that very notion that we are never alone. We are always, always wrapped in the hands of grace, in the arms of love. Love is everywhere. Love is everywhere. So start talking to love as love. Let yourself be transformed and healed in the act of transformation. Self-transformation is a scientific act. Ernest Holmes wrote, as the conscious thought pours truth into the subjective channels of the creative energy, the body is automatically renewed. This is mental healing. Mental healing is a conscious act and mental healing leads to the circumstances of our lives falling into alignment with, which is, with that which is in mind. Healing does not occur through suppression. It's the exact opposite. Healing occurs when we face the aspects of life that need healing. So, denials will do you no good. To suppress the idea that there are things out there that need to be addressed will do you no good. If you are ready for life to be healed, you must be able to look upon a circumstance that feels wrong and understand it for what it is and know that you have the capacity to change it. And the work starts and ends in mind for that all will take care of itself. When we are lined up in consciousness, one alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. Everybody says that like I just came up with that. That's Ernest Holmes too. (laughs) But what a brilliant statement. One alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. Any perception that we are somehow limited or less than is simply that, a perception. And the perception leads to the expression of our lives. So if you are looking to lead a more expansive life, trust and know that you are the expansive life first and foremost in mind. So what needs healing in your life? Just check in right now. This is a rhetorical question. Check in right now with what needs healing in your life. Is something coming to mind for you right here and right now? Allow yourself to recognize that false image, which is exactly what it is. It is a false image in mind that is showing up perhaps in the world of circumstance in your life. Let go of that image. Trust and know that the renewal that is rooted in your mind is rooted in that notion that you are love, you are light, you are power and that it is not a will of coercion, but it is a will of understanding more deeply in this moment than ever before. And the healing begins. I really am turning into a Southern Baptist minister. (laughs) So I made a claim... I made a claim on a Sunday, what, uh, like two years ago, uh, that 
my expression and experience of ministry, which will always be entirely my own. But you know, sometimes we look out there and we think, oh, what a magnificent ministry this person has. So I likened myself in this particular fashion. I said, the expression of my ministry is I'm going to be the gay white Michael Beckwith of the Sonoran Desert. And if you know who Michael Beckwith is, and I'm sure many of you do because you're clapping, like he just lets it ride, right? He just goes for it. Here's what I know, here's what I know, here's what I know. I know that you are worthy of the work that is to be done to heal your life. I know that you are worthy of it. You are worthy of infinite prosperity. You are worthy of loving relationships. You are worthy of amazing physical health. You are worthy of dynamic creative expression. That is the absolute truth. To live in a state of infinite becoming, which is our theme for the month, becoming. To live in a state of infinite becoming, require of yourself the healing that you seek. Demand yourself to be expressed at all times as the divine presence and deepen into the recognition that the presence is your true identity. And here's your homework for the week. Talk to God as God. That's the homework. And so it is. Hello, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of My Sunday Message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, www.tucsonnewthought.org. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.